Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome to the 590 High School Sports Show. Here's your host. Powered by Texas Podcast Media. Craig Irwin. Toby Tolles. And Trent Hart. And good evening. Welcome into the hot box here at Texas Podcast Media. Craig Irwin with 590 Sports. Trent Hart, Anawak Sports Live. All powered by Bullfrog Environmental and Randy's Rubs. It don't suck, y'all. Trent, how are you doing, buddy? Man, we've made it. We've we've made it to the final week of the Texas high school football season. I mean, I was wondering if we were ever going to get here. You know what I mean? It just, but we knew we'd eventually get here. It's just that it, uh, you know, was the time in which it passed was was a little bit different. Sometimes it drugged. Sometimes it went fast and. Uh, now that we're sitting here and we're talking about it, I'm like, you know what? It really did go by in a blink of an eye as it usually does. No, it definitely did. It went by way faster than what we probably anticipated that it will. But man, uh, here on the five nine in sports show, just talking about a few things as we've gotten into this season and, and with where we're at, you know, um, the whole podcasting deal with what we're doing now is, uh, changed tremendously for me and, and you as well as you you hadn't even set in and done a podcast until yeah this year and uh you know i got started last year doing the park I've, I've done the pregame shows there for 102.3 the eagle but i haven't done and then last year i started doing the podcast and and was over there with chris and uh lone star gridiron and uh, he was gracious enough to open the doors and, and let us upload over there to them, uh, the 590 Sports Show. And then this year kind of took a turn to kind of do things a little easier for us, uh, so I thought, and um, be able to host our own with Texas Podcast Media and the 590 Sports Show and then, of course, our Facebook page. And then the growth that we've had through not just the Facebook, but yet Anawak Sports Live with what y'all have done, with what you've been able to do this year doing more games this year than what we've done in the past, you know, and, uh, it's it's pretty exciting about the growth and, and, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about some things you and I off the air and, um, you know, I think at the end of the night, we're going, we may throw a little cliffhanger out there for everybody. Yeah, we can probably, we can probably, uh, toss them, you know, maybe a worm to gnaw on a little bit and, and uh, put their own conclusions together. And we've kind of hinted to it, you know, throughout the, the uh, season so far. But, uh, no, it's been a great ride. Um, you know, like you said, I've never really been able to sit in on the podcast before. This is a, a new thing for for me. Um, but it's it's been really a lot of fun. We've been able to 
you know, go through some highs and lows as far as technical difficulties are concerned. We've upgraded some of our, you know, audio and, and stuff through uh, software and whatever else. Cable, you know, when now we're meeting on Zoom where before we were trying to go through the phones and uh, we don't sound so much like we're in a cave anymore. And uh, it's uh, it's really evolved as the season went, has gone on. And, um, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. And the audience continues to grow with us. That, now, that, and that is the biggest deal is what the audience has done to help grow, you know, and what they've done. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for our sponsors, sponsors, Bullfrog Environmental and uh, Randy's Rubs, uh, they play a big part in, in with what we're doing. And, uh, of course, we like to support local business here at the 590 Sports Show. So if anybody's out there and want to continue and want to want to grow with us, um, you can reach out to us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. And, uh, or you can give us a call at 936-827-1175. We'll be more than happy to uh, get with you and see what we can do to help you grow and help us grow as well. So uh, pretty easy to deal with, folks. But, man, we got through the semifinals. It's hard to believe this is episode 17, right, of right. of the 590 Sports Show. And um, I sat there and I kind of thought about it today and it kind of just sunk in. I was like, man, we've been through um, 17 episodes uh, of putting this together and um, – I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube and it, people talk about different things and, and how to be successful with podcasting and so on and so forth. And, and, uh, most people, if they said you can be in the top 10% if you can get past episode number 10 and, and we've gotten past there and looking forward to episode 18, 19 and 20, as we progress on through the end of the 2023, um, year, physical year, and then getting into January with uh, high school sports, basketball's like amped up like you wouldn't believe right now with this many tournaments that are going on, uh, boys and girls. And uh, then soon before you know it, baseball's going to be started. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things just right around the corner uh, whenever we get uh, come back from the, the holiday break. But, uh, I mean, it's we haven't talked a whole lot of basketball, but that's because, you know, in Texas, football is king. Uh, we'll be talking about, you know, basketball when we come back probably, even probably next week after we wrap up uh, the results from these uh, this week's state final games. But, uh, no, it's uh, it's really, uh, you know, we're stubborn people, Fair. you and I. When you, you said you have to get past those 10 episodes. Well, we're, we're stubborn enough. We're going to stick it out for the long haul. We're going to go way past that 10 episodes. We're in our 17th now. It's going to be, you know, this time next year, it's going to be, you know, 60, 67, 77 episodes, you know. Yeah, and, and we got another one that we're working on already, right, for the new realignments. We're, we're right. kind of working on data and everything for that with the UIL releasing the numbers and all that good stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to really getting that podcast put out and a lot on my mind to say as far as the realignment and what's coming on, you know, kind of a preview of what to look for and then of course in february uh the new realignment will come out and and trent and i we've already we've already talked about it as as far as taking off work that day and as soon as it's done sit down and you and i put together a a facebook live podcast right kind of like a a live (laughs) reaction yeah most definitely so a lot of a lot of things looking forward to uh, here on the 590 Sports Show as we progress on. But, man, we had some semifinal games this last week, 
and uh, we're going to run down some scores is uh, one of the things I, I guess I need to kind of throw out there early on is we've once again, one of our great sponsors, uh, Randy over there at Randy's rubs has uh, jumped in on this deal. And one of another thing next year, all of our pickums will be the Randy's rubs pickums. And uh, we'll talk about them uh, as we get into football season, and and that's what it's going to be labeled as. Is uh, I promise you, it don't suck, y'all. As that is his slogan, and and it is the truth. But what we've done is we've went in all of the state's championship games in the Pickums on the five ninety on Facebook page. You get over there. We're shutting it down at noon on Wednesday because state championship games start Wednesday night. So what we're going to do is you're going to go to the 590 Sports page. I got that post pinned at the top. You can click on it. Put your pickums in for the state championship games, who you pick to win, and put a score because that's going to be the ultimate tiebreaker. Um, but one lucky winner is going to get a We'll See You at the Game 590 Sports Show t-shirt and a three-pack from Randy's Rubs that we're going to send out there to you just in time for the holidays. You're going to get inside info tonight toward the end of our podcast uh, where Craig and I are going to give our own picks live yes. on the air. May not give the scores, but we'll give our we'll give our picks to win. We'll definitely give our picks. We're not going to throw scores because you and I are not eligible <laughs> to win in, in, in this pick'ems contest. So uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, whenever I got with Randy on this and he was like – and what I was going to do is I was just going to buy – and then ship out. And Randy says, no, he said, let me know who wins. Give me their address and I'll ship it to them. And I said, that's awesome. So he's fully on board with it. And I think at the end of the season, what we're going to do next year is we're going to do our pickums. And at the yep. end of the year, everybody's going to chime in and Trent, you already got a spreadsheet up. So what oh, yeah. we'll do is at the end of the year, we'll send them a gift box on from Randy's rubs and another t-shirt from uh, 590 Sports Show in Texas Podcast Media. Get that out there to them. That way they can get uh, get some reps. And uh, they're win- they're playing for something at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, we do that pick-ems. Uh, you do them over on your end. I do them on my end. Like I said, I got the spreadsheet. We've had a, a good another good season of pick-ems over here where we give away uh, uh, a fishing shirt. And uh, it always does well. I mean, it's, it's always fun to – we get online and, and compete against other other listeners and, and uh, fans of the game and, and getting in there and trying to beat each other up over these pickums and talk a little trash in the process. Oh, and there's been a lot of trash talking going on here lately uh, on the 590 Sports page <laughs> on Facebook, man. I've had a couple posts that just went absolutely, you know, just kind of dumb. And one of them was very meaningful, the other one not so much. And we're going to talk about that as we progress on through the show. Uh, today, but let's run down some scores from the semifinals. And you're talking about 3A Division One, Edna and Franklin. Franklin continued to roll. 52-14 was a final there as Franklin defeated Edna. And, and we kind of said after going into that Franklin Lorena game in the regional finals that whoever won that game was probably going to be just stamp their ticket on into AT and T Stadium. Oh yeah, there was no doubt about that one. I think we both had Franklin to, to come out on top on, of, of Edna and uh, really no surprise region three. And we'll talk about region three more here later too. Uh, but uh, just another dominant performance by, by that high powered offense of Franklin. 
Most definitely. Uh, another game that wrapped up in 3A Division One Thursday night was Malakoff and Brock. In this game, we talked about could have went either direction, and Malakoff gets the close. win. 38-31 was the final over there. Yeah, touchdown score. I mean, I think we even said that it was might be a one-score one football game. Um, you know, Brock season comes to an end, unfortunately for them. I mean, we've, we've heard about Brock quite a bit over the last couple of years. Uh, but nothing to sneeze at. They made a good run. But uh, Malakoff, uh, a team that we are just a name that we've heard over the last couple of decades, uh, going to be facing Franklin uh, in the final. Going to be a good matchup. And we're going to talk about that as we get later on in the show. In 3A Division Two, Tidehaven defeated Dangerfield. And we talked about Dangerfield a pretty good bit last week as they had Brownwood. The week prior, right? And, and they had Newton. Newton. They had, I'm sorry. Yes, Newton. had Newton uh, the week prior. That was a yeah. tomato bowl that, that I was at. Uh, but Dangerfield, a really good athletic, speed uh, oriented team. Uh, but from what I hear, Tidehaven has the man when it comes to a quarterback. And uh, again, they, we're going to dive deep into that football game. Uh, but another one score uh, semifinal. No, uh, again, and then you drop down into 2A. Uh, Timpson defeated Grenado 35-21 was the final there. And then Toller over Stratford 35-7 to was the final in that aspect. And then dropping into 2A Division Two, Albany, team we'll talk about in a little bit, defeated Sunray 34-14 to was the final in that football game. So uh, Thursday night, a good pairing of, uh, of games here in the area, you know, down in Region 3, there was several good games. Um, Thursday night and Friday night, um, dropping over into 5A Division One. Forney falls to Alito. 43-7 to was the final there, and Forney made a really good run this year, um, getting to the state semifinals, and um, Alito's not a team to, to down your head about uh, whenever, oh, no. whenever you're talking about losing deep in the semifinals. Not at all. I mean, what, you know, Alito is another, you know, I think they've got 11 state championships. You know, I mean, they are who they are. No, must, and, they're story. I mean, it's, yeah, they're just a hard, a hard team to beat uh, this late in the playoffs. Brownsville Veterans Memorial falls to Smithson Valley 49-21. South Oak Cliff defeats Frisco Emerson 36-24, dropping into 4A. Anna and Decatur. Decatur is who I was thinking of, and I got all tongue-tied, right? right? Uh, Decatur in Brownwood was uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, they fall to Anna, 38-21. And, and talking to my good buddy Luke over there in uh, Stephenville, that's kind of what he was t- he was talking about. He was talking about Anna, Decatur, Brownwood, you know, as he's a Stephenville fan in, in that playoff scenario out of there. And – um he was talking about how tough Anna was and, and being able to get by them. Yeah. And, and so uh, that game just kind of st- stood out to me. A, 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 t- a nine-point game, 38-27 was a final as uh, Anna gets the win in that one. Here's one that Toby talked about early on as we got into the playoffs, Tyler Chapel Hill and the setup that they had going through the playoffs and, and, and the route that they was going to take. And he said Tyler Chapel Hill is going to end up in the state championship game. And, boy, was Toby right. Tyler Chapel Hill yeah. defeated San Antonio Davenport. 56-33 was the final there. Yeah, I mean, he was right. I mean, I remember him talking about Chapel Hill quite a bit as we were getting closer to the playoffs and then on to it. Um, Chapel Hill just, you know, 
just really coming together when the time is right. Um, that that team has been built for the playoffs year in and year out, and it shows. I mean, 56-33, that's a handed win over San Antonio Davenport and uh, stamps their ticket to AT&T Stadium as well. Another big game down here in Southeast Texas. It was played over there. Uh, where was this game at? This was game was played at the field um, over there in Pflugerville. Tight game. Belleville defeats Wimberley. 35-33 was the final there. And uh, that came down to the wire, literally. And uh, Belleville yeah. gets the win, stamps their ticket to their first trip to the state title game. I mean, that's as close as you can get, right? Yes. I mean, I think that was the closest ball game out of any game last week. And, uh, you know, Belleville, I mean, both of those teams are really, really good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish I would have watched that game. I was I, Well, I wish I would have watched any of these games last week. I was a little uh, sidetracked this past weekend doing uh, stuff here at the house and, and doing taking care of some things that I've been putting off. But um, that was one of the games that I really wanted to watch. Well, you know, at some point, with as long as what this season has been, we've had to spend a little time with our significant others right and uh, yeah yeah with this season and i worked friday night uh i got home about eleven thirty. i was scoreboard watching as i was at work but um just really it was a it was a uh, game that i wish i could have went to and if it would have been a saturday game i may have figured out a way to get there but uh definitely a really good game between Belleville and Wimberley. And we're going to talk about Belleville a little bit later. Gilmer throws 79 up against Glen Rose. 79-42 was the final in that football game. Uh, Gilmer getting a big win. So a uh, big matchup coming up in 4A Division II. 3A Division II, Gunner defeats Canada 38-17. And then dropping down to 2A Division II, Mart all over, uh, was that Chilton? 38-24 was the final in that football game as Mark makes her like 942 42nd appearance in the state championship game. And then Yeah, that's dude, that in story. itself is is amazing. It really is. Uh jumping into 6A big schools. Austin Westlake falls to North Shore 23-14, sets up a rematch. You missed one. Yeah. You missed you missed one and the, and and the What did I miss? The port- the Port Nature's faithful are going to oh, hate us for it. No, 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 no. I didn't. Are you saving it? it? I'm are saving you saving it. it for last? I'm saving okay, it. Okay, well, I'm see, I, I'm getting a little, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of you're, myself you're then. You're getting antsy because <laughs> we're going to segue into a little something here in a little bit. But Cioblo, you are exactly right. Cioblo still fall, uh, falls to Summer Creek. Summer Creek going to make their first state championship play, uh, appearance since their existence in 2010. Uh, Summer Creek going to the big show. 38-14 was the final there. DeSoto defeats South Lake Carroll 45-38. And then Duncanville continues doing what they do. 52-10 final over North Crowley this last week. And that brings us to the Liberty Hill PNG game. Another game coming down to the wire. Packed house. PNG gets the win 42-35 in with that being said, we have a lot more that we're going to talk about with Port Natchez Groves right after we take a break here on the 590 Sports Show with Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936 936- 
672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart here in the Hot Box, Texas Podcast Media. Appreciate y'all tuning in to week 17, episode 17 of the podcast. Is uh, It's been a grind we talked about in the first segment, Trent. Uh, what kind of a grind it's been getting through all of this. But we have officially made it to state championship week, and I'm super, super excited uh, with the matchups we have. And uh, just in case you missed through the first segment, go over there to the 590 Sports Facebook page. we got a great pick set up there. Our good friends Rand- over at Randy's Rubs, they are, uh, they've jumped in on this pick contest. And if you pick the winner of the pick not only are you going to pick your team, but yet you're also going to predict a score. And the winner of that overall is going to get a gift box from Randy's Rubs with their seasoning and a 590 in sports shirt we'll see you at the game. So, um, so, look, hold, so hold on a minute. You, yeah. you said earlier that you and I are. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're, not, we're exempt. We're, we're, dis, we're disqualified from this pickums. Yes. Now, I want to protest. Can I get a protest? No. We'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll call Joe Grimes and get his input. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't protest over Joe Grimes all the time. Well, so I think you're going to lose this one. I think you're going to lose it. So I, I talked to Joe last week He or uh, Friday night. He just got in from Mexico from work. But I'm going to tell you, Joe's going to side with me on this one as his District 7 director. Well, and just to just to fill everybody in, we're talking about uh, state director of softball over there, Joe Grimes. That's that's at Winsboro, and uh, we we all just kind of you know poke at each other, especially when it comes to these protests and in the, the softball games. And uh, if y'all really knew the whole story, and we'll get all into that maybe one other day, but <laughs> he would laugh along with us. He, he's going to get a hold to the rules committee and talk to them as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as as long as we don't have to sit on the phone for three hours or something like that just to get a ruling, I'm happy. Yeah, no kidding. And all he was doing was talking to Beth, who was sitting in the tent. Anyway, we're going to give him a hard time, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, everybody's like, we have no idea what y'all are talking about. Move yeah. on, guys. <laughs> yeah. So moving into state championship week, if so, one of the deals that I was going to talk about and. uh we're talking about stadiums and we're going to get to the PNG aspect of this and it, it all kind of ties together. Right. Right. But you sit there and, and so people think that the UIL determines where these playoff games are. The only game that they determine is the state championship. Right. And and it goes right. out for bid every year. And, uh, the great folks up there at AT&T stadium, 
they get the bid every year. A couple of years ago, several years ago, it was it was in Houston at NRG, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I was working for a company and uh, as a superintendent, and I was able to, as long as my phone worked, I was able to sit there and watch football and got to watch George Ranch, Coach Tullis, Rick uh, Toby's brother, win his first state cha- his state championship that he won down there at George Ranch. So since then, they've all been up there at AT and T Stadium. Right. People don't realize is there's two coin tosses whenever two teams win, whether it's by district area, regional semifinals, regional finals, state semifinals, two they they flip. The winner of that flip gets to choose where they're gonna play. Right. So it's up to the coaches. They make the decision on where these games are gonna get played. If you'll remember a couple weeks ago, talking about PNG, we had to wait till Monday to see where that game was going to be played. And it was like midday Monday before we found out that game was at NRG. So this week going into the state semifinals, Liberty, uh, Liberty Hill won the toss and chose the facility. So the UIL has nothing to do with where the games are played. They only regulate saying it has to be played on a turf field. And at a neutral site, it says nothing about stadium capacity or anything like that. What the UIL is worried about is one, the games officiated through Tasso officials mm-hmm. that it's at a neutral site and they get their 16% of the gate. Right. Can't forget that 16%. Right. They got to get their paycheck for the game for the oh, governing yeah. body of Texas high school sports. And that's just not, that's not just football. That's basketball, volleyball, all the way across the board. Uh, they get their, they get their 16%, which is what pays the people that governs the UIL that and sponsors and so on and so forth. So there's a lot, there's a lot more to it than what the average Joe doesn't know. Right. And, and it, this is all going back to a Facebook post that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Facebook gets me in a lot of trouble. So you and a lot uh, of other people. Yes. Yeah. Keyboard warriors. And, uh, there's some good content on, on, on this particular Facebook post, but what is your thought? Regional finals and state semifinal games. Th- this is my opinion. I feel like that they should be played at a college stadium and or stadiums that seat at least 25,000. Well, whenever you run into a situation like you did with PNG, and for those that don't know, um, Liberty Hills school website had to stop selling tickets because PNG fans were going in and purchasing tickets from that through their website. And because, P- the, the, because PNG was sold out. Well, right. And that's what I was getting at. You've got to understand that uh, Port Nature's Grove fans travel extremely well. And they are probably the best traveling fans in the state of Texas. They fill stadiums instantaneously. It's a and, purple wave. Right. And, and some of those keyboard, keyboard warriors, as you put it, want to put it out there like, there was a tactic involved, like they were trying to keep Liberty Hill fans from going. That is not the case. They were just, just trying there's to go. So many, yes, yeah. There's just so many PNG fans that want to go to that football game. They're looking for any way to try and get a seat at that stadium. 
Therefore, they were taking the back doorway and going through Liberty Hills school website to get the tickets. And there's no rule against that, but there was no malice involved. There wasn't, uh, you know, intent on trying to keep Liberty Hill fans from attending that football game is what we're getting at. And when you say, you know, as far as these semifinal games and, you know, as we get closer and closer to the finals, whether they should be at a college stadium, I can agree with that. I can go with that. Or if they should be in at least a stadium that holds 25,000 or more, I can get on board with that too. There are a ton of stadiums in Texas that you can choose from that hold that amount of people. No, most definitely there is. And in, in midway between those two teams, I mean, that they could have played up in Waco at uh, McLean Stadium. They could have played there. They could have possibly played at Sam Houston right here in our back door, which was pretty close to PNG. I mean, really and truly, I think if you figure it out, it was really about the same drive from Liberty Hill over there. But there is a lot of lot of stadiums that were available that that possibly could have held the capacity. And and, and going through and, and reading some of the comments and stuff, people one of the games that people kept bringing up was the PNG Stephenville game. I believe it was back in 99 that had 35,000 plus fans at that game. Right. That's unbelievable at a high school football game. That many people, sure it is. you know, and, and, and granted it's at a state championship game. So, and that, that game was played at NRG, I believe is when that was, but. It, well, I can remember the, the, you seeing the, the, just the amount of fans in NRG for that was just overwhelming even when you even when png has traveled to at&t they feel that i mean that's a huge state holds almost a hundred thousand people and they fill up they fill up their side yeah they do Uh, and you remember last year at the state championships right that was one of the big things when png was playing last year is they kept fanning the crowd about how many people had traveled and, and the joke is, is the last person out of, out of the grove, be sure to turn the lights off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> because there ain't nobody, there's nobody left there. Nobody. And there's not. Nobody. And that's, that's how much that community believes in that program. And it's not just football. It's basketball. It's yes. baseball, softball, volleyball. It's, it's all of it. That community gets behind its school, no matter what the sport is. And football, especially, they show up and show out and we've talked about attending a png game on this podcast i haven't been able to personally go to one you have it's and i've been told by many other people it is something that you have got to do especially if you like football in southeast texas or in just in texas in general just to go and see uh the way that that town and that uh school district supports their team it in during the regular season, yes, the way the town and the community supports PNG, it it, it it's a step above anybody else. Uh, the res the res down there, as you as they call the stadium, it, they're on the reservation. It only holds thirteen thousand. That's on both sides, right? And they pack that place week in and week week out um, through the regular season. And as teams down there in the Golden Triangle start dropping out, you know, like Silsby or Jasper or, or, or Lumberton and stuff like that, 
the 409 down there in that area, they pick up and they travel with PNG. You know, they oh yeah, they, they represent down there in, in the Golden Triangle. And, and those of y'all in Central Texas and North Texas that probably don't know the Golden Triangle, that's, that's, that's Southeast Texas. That's down there in the Beaumont area, right? And, and there's a long, long list of history of uh, professional football players that's come out of that area. And, and talking about PNG, one of the most recent, Rashawn Johnson, that was a quarterback there at PNG, went on and uh, was a utility player at the University of Texas and now playing in the NFL. Um, one of them that came from PNG, right? That's just how rich the, you know, and how big of a, ta- how much talent's down there in that area. So if you haven't if you haven't done your research on the Golden Triangle in in Texas high school football, you need to, and maybe it's something that we can do a show on as as we go through here and we talk about different things and, and topics that we can talk about through podcast. You know, I jot things down on topics for us to go on it, and, and this was one that just kind of fell in my lap this week off of a Facebook post that I made that's still going. I just looked at my phone. Uh, checking Facebook and there's still people commenting, liking and sharing that post. And it, it, it's not went as big as what the Brownwood post did uh, a few weeks ago, but it's still, it's, uh, it's uh, built a lot of traffic there on the five nine nine sports Facebook page. So y'all go check it out and give us a like. And we hit a milestone this week is we got over 8,000 likes now on that Facebook page and over 8,600 followers on that Facebook page. So, I had to throw that out there because I was super excited Saturday morning when I got up and seen that. But uh, definitely um, down there at PNG, it's it's something that you need to experience. And if you love Texas high school football and you follow Texas high school football or you're a rookie, you're a transplant into Texas, Port Natchez Groves, that is a football team that you need to go experience the pregame. Get there two hours early. Watch the pregame. And, I mean, they got over 300 members in their band and drill team combined. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's saying something, too. It's, 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 a, it's a combined effort, though, at PNG, right? Not just between your drill team, your band, your, but your cheerleaders, your, you know, they probably have a great student section. Um, you know, there's, there's so many factors that come into play uh, when it comes to a PNG uh, football support and you wouldn't believe how many just alumni end up showing up yes. at these football games too because those alumni are spread out all throughout like you said the 409 that golden triangle area and they continue to support that team as years progress on and on and on and that's part of that whole culture uh that port nature's grows has and it's uh you know it's a good thing it's a good thing for uh, Texas high school football. It's a good thing uh, just for Texas sport in general. And uh, just, you know, just to reiterate, uh, I think the first time that I saw uh, this come across was over Twitter. And there was, you know, there was some nan going back and forth in the comments about, oh, well, they're just trying to, you know, buy up all the seats so that, you know, they won't have so that uh, Liberty Hill won't have any seats. And I was like, man, that's that's not it at all. Those folks uh, over in Central Texas just had no idea what P&G was about. <laughs> no, they, they, I don't think they did. Uh, but they found out this last week where uh, P&G, you know, they uh, did what they needed to do. Uh, they went, you know, they're going right back to Jerry's world. And, 
and I can guarantee that uh, AT&T Stadium is going to have a packed house again full of purple and white. Yeah, that I, I guarantee it is. We've got a lot more we're going to talk about here on the 590 Sports Show. We're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to talk about who is the toughest district in the state of Texas, or excuse me, toughest region in the state of Texas. That and more coming up here on the 590 Sports Show, powered by Texas Podcast Media. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart here in the hot box at Texas Podcast Media. Well, I'm in the hot box. Trent's down there in Anahuac with Anahuac Sports Live. I'm Craig Irwin with 590 Sports. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, that's about it. I don't do TikTok. I'm on TikTok too. But uh, Trent, he's over there at NOX Sports Live there on Facebook. And uh, he's got a Twitter account and TikTok and all that good stuff. So uh, I don't do a whole lot with the TikTok, honestly. Um, every now and then I'll do something. But I, I got to get better with that. Well, but, I don't I don't keep up with the social media as near as often as I used to. So, I mean, you'll... But yeah, go and visit us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I don't keep up with the Instagram hardly at all. Uh, but I am on TikTok, a bunch of short videos, but mostly from uh, Anahuac highlight films and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, uh, the more likes, the more follows, the better. Better it is on YouTube as well. You can find us, you can listen to this oh, yeah. podcast on YouTube and uh, Apple, Spotify, all of the major streaming networks out there. Uh, you can you can find us on just punch in the five ninety nine sports show and uh, it'll come up to your favorite on air personalities myself and Trent Hart and uh, talk about favorites let's talk about the strongest Trent and and we got a lot that we're gonna, we still got a lot to cover in this show is is we're just really getting about halfway through we still got t- state championship games to talk about we have. Um, a lot of good content in, in this deal. And then uh, probably throw a little cliffhanger out there on, on what's to come here with the 590 sports show and, and social media and business wise. So uh, a lot that we're going to talk about, but let's talk about the strongest region in the state of Texas. And, and it, this year it, it solidifies, right, Trent? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's, there, I mean, there, you look at each, uh, final state championship game and you will see a region three team in every single one of them yes every one of them and and every single one and we've talked about it on our shows 
how tough region three is and and it gets even tougher right whenever as we we're going to start this conversation down at 1a division two right that's where we're going to start this this conversation we're going to wake our work our way up but when we get to the 6a level when we go to talking about that you're going to think yeah these guys are legit they the region three is where it's at but there's so to have a team in every every division representing region three and the cool part's going to be is next week when we're sitting down here talking about this how many state championships does region three bring back right and i'm I'm not going to sit here and say that region three is going to win the majority but it it could be half i mean i don't i mean as we go through some of these picks here in a little bit maybe i'll uh change my mind on it a little bit more but uh I mean, you can't argue with how stout Region 3 has been, not just this year, right? We, I mean, we, we've already said that there's a Region 3 team in every single division, but just over the last two or three decades of high school football, yes, that, that how many times has a team from this region ended up in the state final game. And that's a stat that I wish I had on me. Well, unfortunately, we got real jobs. Yeah, we got real lives and real jobs that we can't really uh, <laughs> can't dig into like that. Um, but it's, 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 it's definitely a conversation that, uh, that you and I have really touched on uh, throughout the podcast. And we've said that in certain divisions we're like well we think that the state champion is going to come out of this region especially uh 3a division one region three and we'll get to that in a minute yeah 3a most definitely Uh, i feel like 5a um division one or division two division one i feel like could go that way um there and there's some others there's some really good matchups as oh yeah as we sit down and look at it and so we're going to dive into 1a division two Six-man football, right? And um, Benjamin, 14-0 and 0 versus, how do you say that? Oglesby. Oglesby, Oglesby yes. They're 13-0. and 0, 2 p.m. Wednesday. So the Pick'ems, the Pick'ems contest that we talked about, right, on the 590 right. Sports page. I'm shutting it off at noon on Wednesday. Uh, I'm shutting the comments off. You, you're not going to be able to comment anymore. You're not going to be able to pick anything. But noon on Wednesday, we're shutting that comment, that that uh contest down and just to reiterate the contest you're going to get a uh, we'll see you at the game 590 in sports t-shirt um i'll ship that to you as well as a gift box of three of randy's rubs um this is it get the net and uh 13 zero you'll get those three in a gift box uh shipped to you as uh you went in and then we want a picture so we can upload it on to social media. Um, once you get all your stuff in. So, uh, super excited about the pickings, but it's going to shut down at noon on Wednesday. So be able to get, be sure to get your picks in. That leaves you like just over 24 hours to uh, be able to get that in with this going to air. Most people are going to listen to it tomorrow, right on Tuesday. So, uh, by Wednesday at noon, you got to have it in and, uh, we will, uh, We'll keep a close eye on everything, and then Sunday, I will uh, Sunday afternoon after all the state championship games, I'll go through and I'll analyze it all, and uh, we'll post our winners. So, 
Well, and, you know, speaking of uh, pickums, and we've already said that you and I are, you know, can't pick, we're disqualified, but you and I are going to pick each game as we progress through the, the games here yes. uh, for the state finals. Uh, and for those that may not know, you know, we had district picks before district play started this year, right? Yes. And I had them all down in a spreadsheet. I made mine. You made yours. Toby wasn't in on uh, that particular podcast, but he sent his picks into us. Well, after first, was it first week one or week two of district? Yes. We kind of just blew away. that up and threw it in the trash. Right. Between all three of us, we just kind of, we, we completely fumbled those picks, right? For tonight's picks, since we didn't follow through on the district picks and we didn't, I think we did something like the, the loser was going to owe the other two dinner years or something, or something like yeah. that or dinner like that. So we'll, let's carry that on into this week, Craig. Sounds like a deal. Since it's just, since it's just you and I, but we'll do it like this. The loser of these picks will owe the, Winners and his wife a dinner at Taste of Texas. Sounds like a deal. I mean, if you, if you're good with that, I'm good with that. Yep, we're we're we'll do scores, and if we end up tying, we'll just end up going to dinner and paying our house. There you go. There you go. I, I like that. I, I I do. I like it. Sounds like a good deal, and then it's a way that we can hang out and not talk football or softball. Yeah, and if we do, we'll probably get the side eye from both of our wives. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Class 1A Division II state championship game, December 13th at AT&T Stadium, kickoff 2 p.m. Is We've already talked about it. Uh-oh. Did that catch what I just said? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, if it did, I apologize because I thought I lost you there for a second, but like you were saying – one A Division Two Benjamin versus Oglesby, two p.m. at AT and T Stadium. Yes, two p.m. Uh, two p.m. <laughs> AT and T Stadium. So here, here's the teletape. Right, is uh, Benjamin is averaging sixty eight point two points per game to Ogilvy's fifty seven points per game. Here's here's the big deal. This is what I look at a lot. Right is I look point look at points allowed. And and I and, and as you're listening to us as as we're going through this and we're giving our opinions on all of this is I'm a big defensive guy, right? And and I believe in points per game, right? And how many points they allow is is a big deal for me. So Whenever we look at this, Benjamin allows 18.1 points per game to uh, Ogilvy's 14.3, right? So behind that, I look at strength of schedule, right? And the opponent's record, 99 and, 90, 91 and 66 for Benjamin to uh, Ogilvy's 79-69 number, right? Right. Both schools started in the mid – well, Ogilvy – their first season was in 1935 and uh, Benjamin's 1939. Benjamin's had one state title appearance and one state championship. So kind of interesting for those guys, right? And this is a tough game because I don't follow either one of these, right? And well, and we don't, we don't touch on six man hardly near enough on this podcast. And I mean, 
you look at this, Benjamin is the reigning defending state champion. And you're going to see this common theme as we go through each and every division on these finals. There are a lot of defending state champions. And you've got to look at that whenever you're picking the picking these winners or who you think might come out on top of these state games. But uh, Oglesby, first time appearing in a title game, haven't won a state title yet. One only to the Mustangs' credit, so you could probably go either way. But I tell you what, I'll start it off. I'll start it off. I'll make my pick first. I've got. I'm going to go with the defending champions. I'm going to go with the Benjamin Mustangs, and here's why. Even though the 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 defense seems a little bit better on points allowed on Oglesby's side, it's it comes down to. Grayson Rigdon. And you can see it in the bottom of your notes if you're looking on Texas high school football. You know, the guy, he was a he was a finalist for Mr. Texas football. He was, you know, player of the year finalist. He was uh, you know, voted most outstanding player in six man football. He's he's just a force. And it's like how how do you stop that? And to me, with the Mustangs being the defending state champions and him as that wild card, I'm going with Benjamin. And I'm so I'm going with Benjamin. One strength of schedule, right? And and I think that that has a a factor in the uh, points allowed per game. I think strength of schedule has a lot to do with that. Um, sure. So that's why I'm going with Benjamin in this one. They've outscored their opponents. Um, and, and, you know, like I say, I don't follow six-man football. I, I want to go watch a six-man football game, but I just don't follow it enough to really be able to comment and, and really go deep on this. So that's why I'm going to go with Benjamin as well. Uh, they've been to the state title game. They're the defending state championships champions. Uh, and, and I think that the underclassmen that they're all four of them that were probably freshmen last year. And, you know, I mean, they, you got to think about it. This is a six man football team. They got like 14 guys on the sidelines and the cheerleaders carry, uh, equipment with them in case they need to put them in. I mean, there's probably more people in the band than there is playing football. Um, which is totally cool. I absolutely love it. And I love that small small football like that because it's a complete different level so i'm going with benjamin in that one um in the 1a division one state championship game this game is at 11 so let me back up i'm gonna have to shut it down at 10 with the game starting at 11 so yeah you kind of have to yeah they're starting division one games at 11 o'clock on wednesday so uh, Wednesday, eleven o'clock, Westbrook thirteen and one against Gordon fourteen and zero. And the tell of the tape here, um, points per game is about even fifty seven and fifty eight points. Uh, Westbrook allowing uh, scoring fifty seven point six. Uh, Gordon Longhorns fifty eight point seven. Here's the here's the sidekick of it. Right is points allowed is Westbrook's allowed sixteen point three points per game to Gordon's 8.2 points per game. And well, and I want to stop you right there. Go ahead. Because in, in people that don't watch six-man or don't follow six-man football, it is incredibly hard 
to hold teams to eight points per game or even 16 points per game. These are two of the best defenses you'll see in six-man football. Period. And and this is a guy that played six-man football, Trent. Right. Well, I didn't play. I didn't play six man football. I grew up around it. My my grandfather coached six man right, football. That's right. That's right. I thought you and played. I, you know, no, I was. I was. I played eleven man football. I played real football. Oop! I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> no, you did, and and it's recorded. It's recorded. We're going to use that as a soundbite. Some some of my guys, some of my friends back home are, are laughing at me because that is a running joke. But uh, no, I mean, I, I grew up around six man football. Went to watch a lot of six man football games. When I was little, my uncle also coached at Jayton uh, during their run uh, back in the 80s. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, it is super, super hard for six-man teams to hold uh, teams to, you know, eight points and 16 points per game because six-man football offense is so high-powered and so high-scoring. You see some of those crazy 120-point games that these these offenses are putting up. So, I mean, you can't ignore uh just the defensive show that's going to be happening in this football game it's going to be interesting i'm going to start this one i'm going to go with gordon both teams have two title game appearances and both teams have two state championships so this is going to be kind of the tiebreaker um gordon coming out of region three i'm going with gordon in this one well, the, the smart pick is really to go Westbrook. I'm not going that way because I'm sentimental. I heard about Gordon Longhorns for a very long time, and they haven't been to the title spot, I think, since the late 90s. I think it was something like 1999 or something like that. It's the last time that they've been in a title game. And Gordon has a long history, and they feel like that they're, you know, they belong in these state championship games, and they do. And like I said, I would. My head wants to go Westbrook, but I'm going to go with my gut and my heart. I am also go, going with Gordon. Man, at the rate we're going right now, as you think about these pickums, you and I we we're going to be uh, we're just going to have a have a joint dinner together. You know what I mean? Let's we jump probably up. probably end up will be. <laughs> Let's jump up, and that just shows. That- Go ahead. But that just shows that we haven't talked about our pickums or even discussed who we think we might win, you know, until just now. So no, and and honestly, for you, for those of y'all that are listening at home, we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about any of these games as as we're rolling through this. We haven't had. I mean, I think this weekend was the least Trent and I have talked you know, throughout football season through the weekends, even via text message, other than the boat that he sent me yesterday that he's looking at buying. But, uh, oh, yeah, because fishing's coming up. Yeah, fishing season's fixing to start. And, and this is my favorite time. This is, this is, this cold weather, I love this time of year to go as these bass are starting to move up on the beds or, you know, start transitioning into the spawn. Everybody knows Southeast Texas, the spawn don't hit until, March, April, but it's getting close to that time of year and I'm getting, I'm getting excited about it. Let's jump into two, a division two. I think this is where we're going to start possibly separating, right? Two, yeah, a, a little division bit harder two, to pick 11 AM game. Hang on. Let me back up. Let me back up before we get too deep. I want to see what time this game is. This should be a Wednesday game. Yes. 7 PM Wednesday. 7 p.m. Wednesday, 2A Division One. 
Toller, 14 and 1. Timpson, 15 and 0. 7 p.m. kickoff there at Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium. The, I okay, think, so we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Division One first. Then, yeah, we're going to go Division One first, then we're going to go Division Two. Okay, but that, that way okay. we stay in line with the games, right? As okay. as they're being played. Class Two A Division One state title game: Timpson Bears, Toller Rattlers. Forty seven point two points per game is the average that Toller scores to Timpson's fifty three point six points allowed. Toller's allowed 10.9 to Timpson's 13.2. If you look at the opponent records, 107 and 68 for uh, Timpson, 104.76 for Toller. I mean, dead even. Timpson does not, neither team has a state title. My first appearance for both. Yes. So, really a big game for both of these teams. And, I, man, I already know which way I'm going. And, I've one of my calf horses came from Timpson, Texas, and there ain't nothing but roping horses and chicken houses up there in Timpson and logging woods. I'm going to be real quick on this one in this two A Division One. I'm going Timpson by two scores, and I'm 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 giggling to myself again because um, I was listening, uh, you know, to some uh, things online about the Timpson Bears and. You know, the uh, the biggest thing uh, coming out of that for Timpson is their quarterback. And um, He's trying a blessing, to scroll down he? here, Isaac Blessing, a quarterback for Timpson. Yeah, t- or no, it's uh, Terry Busey. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm uh, looking at the wrong. And he he is probably one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the state. And we're just at the two A Division One level, right? Going um, to A and M. Yeah, he's he's going to A and M. He's a five star athlete. I mean, he can play every, anything and everything. And there's a reason why this kid's name keeps getting pulled uh, put up and put up at, week after week. I think he was even voted um, Mr. Texas High School Football, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. And you know. It's basically him versus everybody, and he is. He and I, I see it right now. He is the reigning Mister Texas football, and there's a reason behind that. He is explosive, and I am not about to pick against him. I am also going with Timpson. So once again, we're staying right in line with where we were, and uh, both of us picking Timpson in this one. Uh, jumping over Dover to 2A Division Two. This game is Thursday morning, 11 o'clock uh, kickoff. I don't know how we're going to get any work done uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But we're we're, not. I'm sure we'll figure out a way to uh, figure it out. But Albany, 15-0. and 0, Mart, 15-0. and 0, 11, PM, thir- 11 a.m. Thursday. They're at AT&T Stadium. <clears throat> these rematch. Two, yeah, it is a rematch. Both these teams – about as evenly matched as you can look at. And I think if you go down and, and we tell do this tell of the tape of of, of what each team is, uh, I think this is going to be the closest of the two is uh, Albany has allowed 40 or scored 44.5 points per game to March 48.5 uh, points allowed uh, Albany 7.8 to March 9.2. And you look at the opponent record, 109 and 70 for Albany and 107 72 
for Mart. Whenever you look at that, eight state titles for Mart, three for Albany, 14 appearances for Mart, eight for Albany. And, uh, you know, you sit there and you look at this, and, and the cool thing is, is you look at their first season in, in high school football, 1912 for Mart, 1917 for Albany. And uh, so I sit here and I look at this. And I, I'm excited about this game, and I think this oh, is yeah. where we're gonna. This is where we're probably gonna split. Um, I'm just guessing, but maybe I, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, because it, it is my turn, and I believe that this game is gonna be one up front in the trenches, and it's gonna come down to you know who's either offensive or defensive line is gonna end up winning this football game. Last year, if you saw them fight each other for the state title, Albany won that battle. And they're even better up front offensively than they were last year. And so with that said, and just giving their overall uh, just play style and uh, teamwork that Albany does, I'm going Albany. Well, it's funny you say that because – that's exactly the way I was going with it as well is, is they're going to win the battle in the trenches, right? They didn't put up as many points as Mart, but I mean, you're talking about four points difference and then you split that difference on points allowed. Right. I think this is going to be a one score game and I think it's going to be a tough one. And it's one that region two is going to walk away with. I'm going with Albany in this one as well as uh, it's going to be a jungle down there as you have the Mark Panthers and the Albany Lions facing off. And I'm I'm super excited. It's probably one of my more favorite games that's going to be played this week, honestly. I love the small yeah. school football. I, I just absolutely love it. Let's jump into a 3 p.m. Thursday game. Malakoff, 15-0. Franklin, 14-1. 3 p.m. Thursday there at AT&T Stadium. Um, this is probably another way that I'm, I'm guessing we may go different directions in this one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe both teams undefeated, or excuse me, Malakoff undefeated Franklin. Their one loss was to Lorena back in the regular season. We've seen Franklin. We've seen the stable of horses that they had early on in the area. We've, talked, the we've talked about them at length. Very we've much. We've talked so. about them at length during this podcast. I mean, I mean, I think even from week one. We were talking about the Franklin Lions to some extent, or at least mentioning them in, in some, uh, you know, some kind of paragraph or something that we we're talking about. Um, but no, I mean, it's uh, a team that we've both seen. You know, we, we both covered them playing uh, the Shepherd Pirates back in the area round. Um, but it is, it's your turn now. So, and we might separate on this, but uh, I'm interested to see what you have to say. So, Malakoff has scored 52, basically 52 points per game to Franklin's 47. Points allowed, Malakoff has allowed 10 points to Franklin's 20, right? And I'm just going to stop right there. Well, I'll I'll drop down. Malakoff has had one state title appearance with no state championships. Franklin's had four with two. So as I sit there and I look at this and I look at the teletape and and, and you get where you break it down to is you got to break it down strength of schedule, right? It is you look at this and you look at the oh, yeah. op- opponent's record, 108 and 72 
for Franklin versus the 9877. And I'm going, I'm going by this because I've seen nothing on Malakoff other than these numbers right here. Whenever I sit here and look at it and I think about it, I got to go to by strength of schedule. I know Franklin's allowed a few more points, but I think those points that were allowed were much like in a situation where they lost that game to Lorena. Right. And I think they're in a situation where you, you don't have as many of your starters going late in the game and, and that opposing team is scoring some points. Right. I think that's where the difference is. Whenever you look at this, I'm staying true to my guns. I'm going with region three picking Franklin. Well, and I, again, you and I on the same page, you know, we I mentioned it earlier, Franklin, a team that we've talked about multiple times, a team that I covered twice last year, covered once this year. We know all about their slot T offense. We talked about, you know, if there was an opportunity for them to lose, it was going to be against Lorena. That came to fruition. And this applies to one of these teams that we're going to talk about in these higher district or these higher uh, classifications. Sometimes a team that has been winning and feels like they're just on top of the mountain and can't be touched have to be brought back down to earth. I think that's what happened to Franklin when they lost to Lorena in the district play, got their revenge against Lorena a couple of weeks ago, and now they have really righted the ship. They have found their pace. They're back to their winning ways, and I'm also going with the Franklin Lions. Franklin Lions. So we're tied up. We're even all the way through 3A Division One. Still got 3A Division Two, 4A, 5A, and 6A to talk about here on the 590 Sports Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up. We've got still a lot of good content to talk about. Got the big schools, and we got some more. You're listening to the 590 Sports Show on the Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart here in the hot box at Texas Podcast Media. And we're breaking down the, well, we're throwing our pickums out there for the state championship football games that are coming up this week at Jerry's World, kicking off Wednesday at 11 a.m., first game, 2A, and then going up from there. Don't forget to get your tickets off a of Geek Seat there for all of the state championship games so uh, go to geekseat.com or, or get the app and you can get your tickets for all the state championship games right there and uh, that's the only way to get the tickets if you make plan on making the trip up there to jerry's world so uh, a lot of good stuff going on there as uh, we're getting ready and let's not forget about our pickums contest you can go over to five nine in sports on facebook chime in there i got that post pinned at the top brought to you by randy's rubs got some giveaways we're giving away for the winner you pick your 
team for each division that you pick is going to win. You put a score, what you think it's going to be, the final's going to be. And uh, we'll analyze all that. And the winner overall, with all of that, we're going to send you a uh, three-pack box, gift box from Randy's Rubs of Seasoning. This is it. Um, get the net and 13-0. We're going to send those over to you. And a 59N Sports, we'll see you at the game t-shirt. So uh, going to be a lot of fun as uh, we sit here and we talk about this and we come through. And, and you and I, Trent, as we've gotten through 3A Division One, we're dead even on our picks. Uh, as we've picked, uh, both picked Benjamin, Gordon, Albany, Timpson, and Franklin to win these state championship games. Yeah. As uh, we get ready to roll into 3A Division II state championship game, you got 15-0 Gunner Tigers out of Region 2, Tidehaven Tigers out of Region 2 as well, uh, excuse me, Region 3, um, as we're getting ready for... Both Tigers, both blue. Yes. <laughs> One's more of a Texas Ranger blue, and the other one, I don't know what you would call that blue, but here's the deal. Gunner giving up or excuse me, averaging 58.2 points per game to Tidehaven's 43.3 points per game. Here's where you flip the table, right, is Gunner has allowed 7.4 points per game to Tidehaven's 5.9. You look at the overall opponent record, 95 and 79 uh, for Gunner and 174 for um, Tidehaven. Both teams have state championship uh, games under their belt, two for Todd Haven, five for Gunner. Gunner has three state titles to Todd Haven's two. So uh, pretty even matchup, I think, really, if you look at it. And once again, you go by points allowed and, and strength of schedule. And this game is Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, at 3A Division Two, And, and – neither one of these teams do we follow very close, right? And, and we're really going off the tail of the tape and, and what we've read um, with uh, with what's been printed and what we've been able to read. So the hard part for me is is not knowing very much about either one of these teams except for the amount of history that they have is looking at the stats of what's put forward towards us, uh, Trent. But I'm going to let you start this one. Yeah, this one is extremely hard. We don't keep up with uh, 3A Division Two quite how we probably should because considering we have quite a, a few uh, Division Two teams in our area, you know, we covered Newton up until uh, they got put out by Dangerfield. But uh, no, it, it, an extremely hard one. So if I'm looking at it, you're looking at your opponent records, you know, Gunter, Coming off of its uh, state championship win last year, they're looking to defend. It's hard to pick against a defending state championship uh, team, but you've got to look at Tide Haven's uh, Baylor commit running back and you know what he's been able to do uh, on the ground for them. And I'm leaning Tide Haven. You're going Tide Haven in this one. Is that what I hear? That's that's what I'm going to go with. So I sit here and I look at it and, and, you know, and I don't think you, I mean, you could be wrong, but it's going to be a tight game, I think, between the two. And if you go down and you look at the predictions, that's kind of what throws you off, right? 
and, and really kind of makes you, I mean, Tidehaven, um, they were the underdogs last week, right? And they beat Dangerfield in overtime. Um, you talked about maybe that's what it is, and, and that may be it, it. Very well, may be, but I think this is going to be the game that's going to separate you and I. And I'm going to go with Gunner, yeah, in this one. And I don't blame you. I mean, at first, I'm in my head. I was thinking Gunner, and I like I said, it's hard to pick against a defending state champion. Uh, maybe it's that underdog story that I'm kind of, you know, clinging to a little bit. Right. Uh, but uh, that's you're, that's probably where our picks are going to uh, separate, even uh, probably tip in your favor. And, and it may be. And, and it's okay. I like my steak medium rare. So just so you know. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's going to be a good game. And, it, and it's a 7 p.m. game Thursday night. So uh, we'll be able to watch that in the uh, coverage of our own home. Let's jump into 4A Division One, 11 a.m. game Friday. Uh, Anna fourteen and one, Chapel Hill thirteen and two, and uh, here's the tell of the tape on these two. Anna averages thirty eight point nine points per game to Chapel Hill's forty five point six. They allow seventeen point eight to Chapel Hill's twenty six point seven. And you look at the strength of schedule; it's pretty pretty even. Uh, yeah, uh, with one oh seven and. 107 to 72 to 103 and 75 uh, for Chapel Hill. So Chapel Hill has two state championships and three title game appearances. Anna, this is their first appearance in the state championship. And I'm going to start this one. And my buddies over at Northeast Texas Sports Network probably going to not like me. And Toby was correct on Tyler Chapel Hill making it to the state championship game. It was. But I am going to have to go with Anna in this football game solely on the big deficit on points per game allowed. That is my deciding factor. Well, it's it's you got to look at that. And Anna is one of those teams that we talked about super, super early in our podcast. If you yep. go back, and I think it's maybe week two or week three of the preseason, Yep. And I had a knockdown drag out football game, a classic in the preseason. And I can't even remember who it was against. Was it against Salina? It may have been. And it might have been. But uh, we, we've touched on them just a little bit here and there throughout the podcast. And we've kind of kept our eye on right from afar. Right. And I am also going with the Coyotes. Going with Anna as well, following suit. So right now, as you look at it, we have one game, the 3A Division 2, where we went opposite directions, but both of us going with Anna in 4A Division 1. And I think we're fixing to go the same way again as we jump into 4A Division 2. And uh, super proud of this uh, one team that's in there as you talk about the Belleville Brahmins and the storied season that they've had this year. Played in two state title games, no state championships, to Gilmer's eight state title games. They have three state championships. Talking about two teams that are even in points per game, but, but. if you're following strictly on stats, and that's how you're going to pick, if you're watching, if you're doing fantasy football, and that's no different than what we're doing right here, if, you, if you're if you into fantasy football, 
you go down and you look at points allowed per game. Gilmer has allowed 36.4 points per game. Crazy. To Belleville's 7.2 points per game. And my, my, my good buddy Shannon, Jasper favorite, that Jasper defense wasn't nothing for them Belleville Brahmins. I just had to throw it out there. Not taking anything away from Jasper. Uh, they're they're part of our little program down here in Southeast Texas. But uh, Jasper went deeper than anybody else out of out of that district down there, uh, out of 4A Division Two. With that being said, Belleville's on a roll. Belleville's going to win their first state title. And I'm also going to agree. I mean, you can't ignore seven points per game, and you can't give up 36 points in a game. I believe that the, the defense wins championships. It's a, that same old saying, and the Brahmas are going to come out on top on this one. Hey, and there's nobody more deserving than Coach Grady Rowe over there in, in, in the community of Belleville, and, and they're representing well at the NFR right now, Belleville is. As uh, I've been watching the NFR every night as well. It's on right now downstairs, so uh, in the house. But uh, super, super excited for Coach Grady Rowe and uh, his aunt, sister-in-law, whatever, lives right there by my old broadcast, literally next door to uh, my old broadcast partner, Christian. And uh, Coach, his brother, Randy Rowe, is, was the quarterback's, quarterback and uh, running back coach here in Cold Spring this year. So uh, that row name is a lot like the Barbay name and some of the other names, just household names in Texas high school football. And I think Grady Rowe is going to get his first state title right here, um, here in Friday night or Friday afternoon there in Jerry's World. 11, 11 a.m. Let's see, am I on the right? No, that's 5A Division Two. We need to go 5A Division One, which is another big game. I think, and we're. I think you and I are going to go the same way in this one. We will as well, as you got Alito fifteen and one, Smithson Valley fourteen and one, seven p.m. Friday night at AT and T Stadium, and uh, you tell a tape on this one. Alito scoring forty, just under fifty points per game to Alito's just under forty points per game. Uh, Alito's allowed sixteen point four to Smithson Valley's thirteen point four. You look at, I mean. Alito just story program thirteen state title appearances, eleven state championships to Smithson Valley. They've been the they've been to the big show three times, no state titles, and uh, I got to go with Alito in this one. I, I'm going on straight history, right? And uh, with how good Alito is and what a story program they are, uh, that's my big thing. And, and I got to go with Alito. I was reading through reading everything. They're talking about uh, Alito by 16 or whatever. I think Alito by 21 or more. I'm, I agree with you. Uh, you can't bet against the Alito Bearcats in the playoffs, especially in a state title game. I mean, you don't get 11, 11 state championships by happenstance, right? That program is tried and true. They know what they're doing over there. I'm going with Alito as well. All right. Let's move into Saturday's games. Man, they're hard on them boys from the res, aren't they? Saturday morning, 11 <laughs> o'clock, man, there's going to be a file of cars coming out of PNG Saturday morning, bright and early, headed to Jerry's World. As um, they're back-to-back state title appearances uh, for both teams. Um, 
let's see. It's another rematch. Yeah, it's a rematch from last year. South Oak Cliff and Port Natchez Groves. PNG, excuse me, uh, South Oak Cliff averages 41 points per game to PNG's 34.6. They're pretty even on points allowed. 17 for South Oak Cliff, 16 for PNG. PNG has three state titles and seven title game appearances. South Oak Cliff is perfect in state championship appearances as they've been to two and they've won two. So uh, 16 miles is how far South Oak Cliff is going to have to travel. I mean, they are going to drive their self to AT&T Stadium. And yeah, practically a home game for them. It, it, it really is. And then PNG traveling 318 miles. Um, and they'll still have probably the biggest crowd. Oh, most definitely they will. I, I think it's going to be dumb how big how big of a crowd that that's going to be there. Um, well, I think last year this game was the most attended game, if I if I'm not mistaken. It was one or, of uh, I think the Duncanville North Shore game uh, was a little bit bigger, but edged it out. Yeah, I think it edged it out, but it's a stupid amount of numbers. Is what the I'm curious to know what the attendance for that game is going to be. I really am. They'll say it. I, I, I almost uh, promise that they'll say it. Um, is it my turn to go first? It's your turn. All right. Well, you know, South Oak Cliff, they graduated 11 players last year that went on to play college football. Even though that they're the, the defending state champions, I don't feel like that they are quite as good as they were last year. But I feel like Port Nature's Groves is a better team than they were last year. So with that said, and it's not just sentiment because they're a Southeast Texas team, I truly believe that PNG's offensive line is going to end up dominating this football game. And I think they are going to come out with their fourth day title. Well, so I go back and, and, and we go back and we talk about Region 3 and we talk about the some of the games and the matchups. And, and you had um, you and I when we were – up in Crowley doing the Brownwood game. And we were on our, in our break from our two-hour game to our four-hour game. But so we had to break. We got the opportunity to watch PNG and um, Montgomery Lake Creek. And we talked about how good Lake Creek was. Lake Creek was in the top, top 10 all year long uh, there in the Texas high school football uh, rankings. So you, you sit there and you think about that. And we watch that game and, and PNG – able to edge it out in the final minutes and, and they're just really gritty, right? They're really a gritty football team and play with a lot of pride and uh discipline as well. I'm going to go with PNG in this one and I think it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be a blowout by no means, but definitely going with the with the Indians down there at Port Natchez Grove. Uh I hope they don't prove me wrong. I think this is going to be one of the best games to really watch. Um as we progress on into um, talking about 6A football. Now, let's talk about some 6A football. Let's. Uh, this is kind of where I was really trying to get to early on, and, and we're finally here. But the best two represented districts in the state, I feel like, are from 6A. No doubt. You no got- doubt. I mean, you've got, you've got DeSoto and Duncanville coming out of District 11. And then you've got Humble Summer Creek and, Ita- and North Shore coming right. out of District 21 and Region 3. 
I mean, you can't get any better than that. You really, you, know? you really can't. I mean, whenever you have two teams coming out of your district in six A, for those of y'all, most everybody that follows, we we explain this, but for most of y'all, in at the six A level, they they take four teams, then they break two goes big, two goes small, right? And it all it's all based on the enrollment, and there's a whole nother podcast coming on that, but it's all based off of the enrollment. So with that being said is these two districts, District 21-6A, you had Summer Creek and North Shore. Summer Creek went small, North Shore went big. DeSoto went small, Duncanville went big, is how that yep. went. So we're going to be able to tell who's who's who, right, and and which which district was the best, right, as, as we get this Saturday matinee underway. And we're going to jump into 6A Division I first, as that game's getting played first. Duncanville versus Galena Park and Duncanville, two state title games, two state champions. North Shore has, has five, seven. have seven, seven state championships in as many appearances. Uh, well, in eight or nine appearances, right? This game here, Duncanville, their one loss was to DeSoto, their district foe, right? North Shore undefeated. This game here is going to be a really big football game overall. And Duncanville gives up more points than what North Shore, but yet Duncanville scores more than what North Shore does as Duncanville score averages 51 points per game to North Shore's 38. You got Duncanville allows 19 points to North Shore's 12. I look at this and I look at, the 21 D1 commits that Duncanville has on their football team. I look at the new coaching staff that North Shore has this year. I have to edge to Duncanville in this football game. And I don't blame you. Uh, Duncanville is a team that we've talked about again uh, a lot. Uh, You know, even in the preseason on through the year, their loss to DeSoto. I mentioned earlier how Franklin had to, you know, maybe they needed that loss to Lorena to come back down to earth. I think it's the same scenario for Duncanville. They needed that loss against DeSoto uh, to get knocked off that mountain a little bit and get a little humbled and get things back on track, which they have done. However, this is where we're going to separate. I am going with North Shore. And the reason being is because just how stout they have been throughout the entirety of the season and consistent. And for those that don't know, this is the fifth meeting in six years in the state title game between these two teams. This is going to be a very, very tight game. I think it's going to go one touchdown. You can basically flip a coin at this point. So there's really no even no point for us to be making these picks when it comes to this football game. But I am going with the North Shore Mustangs. And, and, you know, it, it it is a coin toss, right, on which way you go between these two teams. And like you say, they, they're they're even, right, uh, to this point. So this is game oh, yeah. five. And, and it's going to be and, – and you're talking about a high-tempo game right here and, and high-energy game that you're going to see against these two football teams. And I'm surprised it's not at 7 p.m. I'm surprised it's at 3 p.m. Uh, but – Nonetheless, it's going to be one hell of a game, and I'm excited to watch it Saturday. Is uh, I'm on call for work, so that's grounds for me have to stay home and watch high school football all day long. As long as my work phone 
does not ring. Let's jump into the other game out of Division Two, DeSoto versus Houston Humble Summer Creek. Excuse me, DeSoto fourteen and zero, Summer Creek fourteen and one. Their one loss was to North Shore. Uh, here's the deal: they got a kid, a uh, guy named Marcus Jones, a friend of mine, lives over in Cleveland. Uh, he's from Cleveland. Uh, his son plays for Summer Creek and uh, just absolutely ripped up, just super stud athlete. Marcus was a stud athlete. They, they Their family ties into football with Ivan Williams, who went on to play football from Cleveland, uh, went on to play for the Texas Longhorns back in uh, the early 2000s, 2002, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, he was there playing football under Matt Brown. But with that being said, um, this is Summer Creek's first trip to the big show and um well first trip for any humble isd yes imagine that yes and that's a that's a good good find that you made right ishmael johnson uh i'm 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 really i want to pull for summer creek to win this football game i just think they're going to get out athletic it, they're just the athleticism that DeSoto has and as hungry as they have. And you look at their, I mean, you're playing Duncanville. Of course, you got North Shore picked to win that game. I'm going to go, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going with it's DeSoto. Well, and I'm, I'm going to agree. Um, you've got to look at the body of work and the strength of schedule. Um, DeSoto made a huge statement defeating Duncanville. Supposed, Duncanville is supposed to be one of the top teams in the nation. And DeSoto shocked the world. And, and and beat them. So, you know, I don't know a whole lot about DeSoto and what they have to offer. I know they've got some commits over there. Uh, I think one of them's going to LSU, and then another one is, is going to uh, SMU or something of that nature. I might be wrong there. But uh, DeSoto has got the tools. They've got the athleticism, and they're going to, I think, add to their trophy case and get a third state title. Well, and DeSoto's led by DJ Bailey, their starting quarterback, 2,884 yards passing on 38 touchdowns. I mean, that stat's on its own, right? Um, and then you look over there at uh, Umble Summer Creek's running back Lloyd Avent. Um, he has 1,847 yards rushing this season, which which is huge numbers for a spread offense that, that throws the ball, right? Uh, quarterback Blake Thomas for Summer Creek, is uh he's a junior quarterback and he has nearly three thousand yards passing and is deadly with this option. So there's a lot there between the two. Uh, I, and I think this is just the start of hearing about Summer Creek. As we've talked about, yeah. I've talked about Summer Creek in a lot of our pregame shows that we've done throughout the years, and uh, Summer Creek being being that team right there on the verge, just not able to get over that hump. This year they were able to get out of the, over that hump. DeSoto losing their starting quarterback after this year. As he graduates, I'm sure they have a, another one to reload in there. But it's going to be interesting to see and uh, what 2024 brings in the Texas high school football uh, playoffs. And it, I can't believe I even just threw that out there as we're just now closing out the tw- – getting ready to close out the 2023 season. But – Super excited to uh, to watch these state championship games and uh, man, it's interesting as you, as you go down and you look at our picks and 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 we're even until we get to 
the three division two matchup and you had Todd Haven picked to win that one. I got Gunter yeah. picked. I'm, 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 I'm thinking back on that, but I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Todd Haven. You have to, uh, we've wrote even, them down. Even though, even, even though that I'm, I'm kind of regretting that pick. However, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to roll with that one. And mm-hmm. then you get down our only other, uh, where we differed was you went with Duncanville and I went with North Shore. And I think, like we said, that one, you can flip a coin. It's going to be a barn burner. Uh, so that's definitely a game I want to be watching. No, definitely. It most definitely is a game where I'm going to have tuned in here at the house and uh, be able to keep an eye on as uh, I'm excited about that game. Uh, really excited about all of them as uh, we're getting ready for the uh, state championship football games there at Jerry world here on the five nine sports show. But uh, one other thing we was going to talk about is uh, we may end up with a little merger coming up. It, it's in the works. Uh, five nine in sports. There's been talk. Yep. Been a little talk and it's been discussion kind of for the last couple of years since Trent and I became friends and uh, we may, may do a little merger and uh, we may merge Five Ninety Nine Sports and Anawak Sports Live, and um, something that's still got a few things that we're working out, but definitely looking at probably putting a merger together, and then that's going to spread our broadcasting capabilities as well. So, uh, well, and it it might give birth to uh, a brand new age of Southeast Texas broadcasting. Uh, you know football games next season very well there's a lot of big ideas being tossed around and a lot of uh you know avenues that we're looking into uh to possibly expand on that merger possibly with you know some uh some partnerships going down the road you never know but uh we're not going to embellish too much on that don't want to get ahead of ourselves but uh be looking out for big things to come out of uh not only the 590 Sports Show podcast, but out of the possible merger between us and the big things that might be coming in the 2024 season of Texas high school football. Going to be exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. A lot of things, a lot of things got to come into play and uh, got to work and uh, Lord willing, and uh, we'll pray about it and we'll get it right and make sure that it's a right fit for everybody to make happen. But uh, super excited about uh, what's to come uh, at least the upfront merger of, of five ninety in and, and, and NOAC sports live kind of bringing this, these two together and uh, really kind of make something happen. So I'm super excited about that. Don't forget to get over to the five ninety in sports page, get in on the pickums, get your chance to win some of the great Randy's rubs seasoning and a five ninety in sports. We'll see you at the game t-shirt. So, uh, a lot of good fun, a lot of good show, a lot of good content that we put out here tonight here in the 17th episode of the 590 Sports Show. For Trent Hart, I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game. See that's the game. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. 
Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com.